Seth Rogen defends destructive Democrat policies as a YouTuber gets robbed and trashes the city of Los Angeles. The Biden administration is to finally reinstate Trump's remain in Mexico policy. And the father of Ahmad Arbery says all lives matter in a press conference. We're going to do all this in more in just one second. This show goes live every single night and goes live every single morning on all the podcast apps. If you want to drop this video a like, add engagement, the only way we can get the real news out there is if you guys help share and engage. Also, the show is completely funded and supported by you guys. Become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, even a Patreon supporter. It is greatly appreciated. Now let's get right into this. So a socialist, Democrat, leftist YouTuber known as Casey Nightstand gets robbed in Los Angeles. And he tweets out, So our cars got robbed this morning because Los Angeles is a crime-riddled third-world shithole of a city. But tremendous appreciation and gratitude to the hardworking officers at the LAPD West LA who not only arrested the MFR, but they got their, but we got our stolen goods back. Um, and then Seth Rogen chimed in. There's a lot to go over here, but before we get into this, listen, if you guys want to care about the real news, if you care about getting the truth out there, share this video to a friend, give it a like, add engagement, the only way the show can grow and the truth can get out there. Seth Rogen responds, dude, I lived here for 20 years. You're nuts. Haha. Ha. It's a lovely, it is lovely here. Don't leave anything valuable in it. It's called living in a big city. Now, when I first re read that, I was like, oh, he must be kidding. Like, that's the joke. It, it's, it's lovely in this Democrat shithole. Like, that, that's the joke. Just don't, just don't bring anything valuable here. <laughs> It's lovely. Just don't bring anything valuable here because it's a big city. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of funny, I guess. It's like, fuck. Oh, he made me chuckle. Seth Rogen made me chuckle for the first time in, since his movies that he made 15 years ago. Casey Nightstand said, I still, I can still be mad though, right? I feel violated. Seth Rogen goes, you can be mad, but I guess I don't personally view my cars as an extension of myself, and I've never really felt violated any of the 15 or so times my car was broken into. Once a guy accidentally left a cool knife in my car. So if it keeps happening, you might get a little treat. You know, not everyone has that privilege of being worth $80 million to not see their cars as an extension of themselves. You know, not everyone has that privilege of being able to get robbed and then just be able to be like, oh, who cares? Huh, I just got robbed. Oh, oh, they just stole all my belongings, my valuables. Huh? Who cares? I got $80 million. Not everyone has that luxury, Seth Rogen. So Casey responded, I didn't get any, any treats. He just left the decorations for my daughter's seventh birthday party and left bloody handprints. Serious question. How did, your, your, did you get your car broken into 15 times? Imagine your car getting broken into 15 times and you're still like, oh, this city's still great. <laughs> it's just getting worse at an exponential rate because the city's allowing crimes to happen. He said, I lived in West Hollywood for 20 years and parked on the streets. Also, it sucks your S was stolen, but LA is not some S-hole shit city. It's far, as far as the big cities go, it has a lot going on in it, going on for it. Someone goes, the absolute absurdity I have been to uh, 32 countries. LA is the only place in a developed world where you see tent city shanty towns erected everywhere. LA is the home of the greatest income inequality in the developing world, which is why crime is rampant here. Like, I, I, like, I, I don't, I don't understand how you can be defending as this the Los Angeles. I don't, I don't understand it. There, there are a few big cities in this country that are absolute disastrous shitholes. They're all run by Democrats. 
They're all getting exponentially worse under the Democrat policies. The Democrat policies are allowing crime to be rampant as they are. They're defunding the police. They're not supporting their police properly. You get protest movements literally against the police making crime even worse because of the what they're promoting against the police. Also, Casey Nightstand is a Democrat who made a video talking all about how, like, pleading people to to vote for Hillary Clinton back in the 2016 election. Uh, Casey Nightstand is also worth an estimated $16 million, even if this is a little off. Honestly, I think he's probably worth more money than that. But, you know, good for him. Good for him being worth money. Maybe this is his big red pill moment. Maybe being robbed in the Democrat beacon, socialist beacon hellhole of Los Angeles um, Maybe that maybe this is a turning point for Casey Neistat to eventually take the red pill, especially when you got another Democrat uh, replying back to him in just complete and utter total denial about how disastrous uh, the city is. Let's read what some of the replies are to Seth Rogen. Um, LOL, what? Uh, that's not how how that should work. Don't leave your things in a car. Most places you don't have to constantly worry about your vehicle getting broken into. Haha, <laughs> I wish I could live in such a carefree existence. I live in the most affluent, highly educated places on earth, Boulder, Colorado. People mess with my car all the time. Someone even uh, stole my extra prescription glasses I used to drive the car at night for my glove bags or whatever. Someone said that doesn't happen in New York City. It's frankly quite bizarre that people have convinced themselves that they should tolerate crime and lawlessness. Imagine not being rich as someone breaking into your, into your car. Then imagine celebrities saying it's no not a big deal. Uh, so you didn't Casey live in New York for like 15 years? <laughs> it's called capitalism, poverty, poverty created by racism and capitalism that get your car broken into. Y'all want to address the symptoms, not the disease. Oh, yeah, that person's just deranged. They got completely ratioed. You're telling the guy it's called living in a big city when he lived in the heart of New York City for years. <laughs> legit question, did he own a car in New York? That is a legit question, though. Um, let's see. Ratio his ass, Seth. So so people are getting mad at uh, Casey Nightstand for calling a shithole city a shithole city uh, for the rampant crime that's been going around. And Seth Rogen's there. Is Seth Rogen be, being paid by the city of Los Angeles or something to, to shill for the city so much? It, it's it's quite, quite frankly bizarre that you can live in a city, get robbed 15 times, pay a tremendous, absorbent amount of taxes, um, and then st still defend the city. Have you have you never lived anywhere else? Seth Rogen over here like, I know you said the restaurant gave you food poisoning, but I've had food poisoning many times from there, and I still love the food. Plus, one time they gave me extra bread. Maybe don't crap on the guy who just had a really bad day. <laughs> That is amazing. That that is a great analogy. You know, Seth Rogen over here saying, if you're expecting small town levels of crime, don't move to a large city because you can't handle it. Uh, someone said, no, he's saying that because he's part of the 0.5% that he doesn't feel any economic impact for 15 break-ins, that nobody else should be upset because he doesn't think it's valid since he can afford it. He's the type of, to say, just stop being poor. Um, my car gets broken into like three times a year. I live in a small town in Canada and I don't lock the doors. It's a teenager, uh, being punks, like invaluable to be taken, mostly annoying, losing my garage opener. Um, 
I really like you sticking up for LA, but you know the number of car break-ins isn't normal, right? Someone said, my car uh, bro uh, broken into three times in one year. In, S in St. Cloud, about 60,000 people. Car break-ins suck, but it's totally normal and pretty much modest. Okay, listen. I think these people are like, obviously, yes. Oh, like, there's obviously break-ins exist in small towns. My family had their car broken into. I think just about anybody watching this video has had either their car broken into or someone they know's car is broken into. Okay, that, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's a common petty theft type of crime. But what we're seeing right now is in Los Angeles, in these big cities, in these Democrat-controlled areas, crime is increasing rapidly. The crime is worse than it's ever been before. There's raging shoplifting going on. Whenever these BLM, fiery but mostly peaceful protests go on, they're just looting and stealing. They're, they're destroying cars along the way as well. So to act like, oh, well, I, oh, I live in a small town. My car got broken into once. That doesn't disqualify the numbers and the data and what's going on in reality on an overall scale. Because it happened once over here means it's okay for it to happen in L.A. at an extreme, extremely increasing rate. It doesn't make it okay. But I'm sure those people, that most people just don't even understand that. So the Biden administration is to finally reinstate Trump's remain in Mexico policy. That is right. The Biden administration is going to reinstate this racist, evil declaration of a policy. Before we get into this, so this way the real news can get out there. The real news can reach the people. Be sure to add engagement to this video. Like, share, subscribe, comment, whatever you have to do, send it to your friend. Um, it's simple. It's free. So as a result of the court order, the Biden administration is forced to reinstate the Trump's era remain in Mexico policy. Someone tweeted out, again, Trump was right. Biden is reinstating the policy. Fox News reported that the Biden administration is planning to promptly reinstate the Trump era remain in Mexico policy that requires asylum seekers at the U.S. southern border to wait in Mexico until their case is heard. The policy requires that asylum seekers remain in Mexico or outside the United States while their case is heard. It was first established by Trump in 2019. The DHS spokesperson said, as we previously stated, we are required by the court order to re-implement MPP. The administration has done their best to, re uh, to resist the re-implementation of the policy that works to reduce illegals using sorry, <clears throat> asylum as a false precinct to enter the country. In compliance with the court order, we're working to re-implement. Okay, we cannot do so until we have independent agreement with the government of Mexico to accept those who seek to enroll in MPP, and we'll communicate with the court. Okay, blah 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 blah. Um, someone tweeted out: New in our lawsuit against the Biden administration over the cancelization of their main Mexico policy, the court last night authorized to dispose five senior DHS officials. Stay tuned. Hashtag border crisis. Who is this person that made this tweet? Uh, candidate for the U.S. Senate, Missouri's Attorney General. Uh, so he's the one that, I guess, was doing a lawsuit against Biden. As a result, Texas, Missouri sued the Biden administration. A federal judge ordered that the president reinstitute re the policy and enforce it. Texas and Missouri claimed in a lawsuit that they're attempting to do away with the policy was not only harmful but illegal. Listen, Obviously, what's I don't even have to explain it to you guys. You guys know what's going on at the border. You guys know the disaster that's happening from this administration. Every every section across the board of how how am I doing? How is my job doing? Uh, border crisis, uh, zero. Um, economy, zero. Uh, inflation, zero. Uh, you know, uh, economic growth, the maybe two or three because inflation's probably making the economy just make it look like it's growing. Uh, who knows? Um, job. 
uh, job growth is zero. Like just every stat across the board, the Biden administration is failing in. Every single stat. And what they're doing is not making things better. It's up to us. It's up to people like us. It's up to hard workers. It's up to conservatives. It's up to Republicans. It's up to the everyday Americans to actually lift this country up. Other than that, I hate to break it to you, there's nothing more that can be done because we know socialists aren't going to do much. It's kind of like we're just we people like us are just carrying this entire country on our back at this point. We got that list, Mark. This history of the day. Letting you know that black kid life don't matter. That's right. For real, all life matters. All life. Yes. Not just black children. We don't want to see on, nobody go through this. Amen. I don't want to see no daddy watch the kid get left and shot down like that. That's right, Ma. So it's all our problem. It's all our problem. So hey, let's keep fighting. Let's keep doing it and making this place a better place for all human beings. Amen. All human beings. Amen. Everybody. Love everybody. All human beings need to be treated equally. We've been to conquer this lantern. Today is a good day. Today is a good day. So I like this. I like seeing a unifying message like this. This is the father of, of Ahmad Aubrey just now. All lives matter. I don't want no daddy to watch their kid get shot down like that. It's all of our problems. So let's keep fighting to make this a better place for all human beings. Love everybody. Um, all human beings need to be treated equally. So I love seeing that type of unifying message, uh, and especially coming from a case that's so heavily politicized like this. But before this, before I get too much into this, if you want to get the real news out there, the truth, please like, share, subscribe, add all the engagement you can to this video. It's free to add engagement, and it does good for the world. Um, so behind him was also standing Al Sharpton, and this whole time when uh, the father is given this very unifying speech, it, it kind of just seems like Al Sharpton is just back there, just like occasionally like giving like a little nod. Uh, I just thought that was funny because, you know, he, he's he, Al Sharpton cannot have all lives matter type of stuff going on around him because, you know, he he's race grifter and he needs to make this whole world racist um, in order to continue making money and stay relevant. Um, so let's continue reading. After the jury found Travis McMichaels and his father neighbor guilty of the murder of Ahmad Arbery, his father Marcus, Marcus Arbery delivered a unifying message. For real, all lives matter, not just black children. We don't want to see nobody go through this. I don't want to see... Hold on one second. My dog's barking. Sorry. Um, let's see. Arbery's father expressed that the issue is everyone's issue. He called for everyone to continue fighting to make the world a better place. It's all our problem, so hey, let's keep fighting and keep doing it and making this place a better place for all human beings, all human beings. Okay, whatever. Uh, last year, Arby was gunned down after a group of men chased him down. Arby was caught trespassing on a construction site. After being chased down, the men specifically, uh, Travis Michaels pulled a gun on Arby. When Arby fought back and attempted to wrestle the gun from Arby, he was shot three times, ultimately killing him. I'll be, I'll be honest. I did a little bit more research into the story. I, I, I know it's very controversial. Obviously, it's an extremely very controversial uh, situation. Um, it's in a situation where um, basically a guy was trespassing and apparently robbing the construction site. And then three men, uh, one of them was filming and driving, I guess, and father and son ended up chasing him down, finding him and pulled a gun out on him. Uh, it's very controversial, and I would, for me to make up my final opinion, I would want to see the trial and the, the law in that area to, to, you know, 
whatever. So I don't want to have a definitive answer until I can, you know, hear the arguments from the, the exact lawyers in the case. I'm assuming it probably had something to do with them being found guilty is the fact that they chased him down and held and put a gun on him, uh, resulting in him wanting to defend himself like from from these people that he might have perceived as crazy that was probably the main argument that was going on but I don't, I don't know i don't know enough you know what i mean and i'm not a lawyer but cj pearson tweeted out um Aubrey and his family uh received the justice they deserve this week from the rittenhouse verdict today uh that's been a victory for the rule of law in america now all three men um and neighbor were found guilty travis been found guilty of murder and malice his father greg was found guilty felony murder and the same as brian so let me know what you think um as more information pops up about this as more videos go viral about this i'll start covering a little bit more and and flesh out uh the exact things that happened in this trial but anyway guys thank you for watching please have a like subscribe and notifications on listen to the full episode of the show on the podcast apps the joey saladino show and all the podcast apps the show goes live every single night on youtube and facebook so be sure to Tune in there if you want to watch the show live. The show is completely fun and supported by you guys. With my YouTube channel member, Facebook channel, maybe a Patreon supporter. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.